Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to Behind the Pen. I am your host, Karina Gantas. I hope you are all well today. I am an award-winning author of 14 books, award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I host the Artist First Radio show, Author Assist, and I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion, everything from brainstorming an idea right through to marketing the final product. Today, my guest is Madeline Dale. Welcome to the show, Madeline. Hey, thanks for having me, Karina. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. Now, me and Madeline, we've we've been on a couple of panels and a bit of a discussion shows before. So, as you know, behind the pen is for anyone who holds a pen. You can be an artist, a writer, a illustrator, a tattooist. Yes. Yeah. They hold a pen, why not? An editor, director, and the list goes on and on. So the first thing I ask my guest, Maddie, is what do you do with your pen? How do you use your pen? So I use my pen, one of my little nifty cute ones here, to create stories, um, short stories, novellas, novelettes, and novels. I do a lot of that, as well as I have a blog that I create blog posts over book reviews, author spotlights, and just an occasional like mom author life blog post where I talk about things that are going on as a mom and balancing author writer life being a mom things like that so yeah I've been there yeah that is quite a balance but I mean hold on so so you're a full-time author full-time mummy you're a blogger and you're a book reviewer do you sleep do on occasion (laughs) it's it's a very common question like when do I sleep is really the big kicker I don't sleep great when I sleep but I do spend a lot of time doing stuff I'm one of those people that I don't relax very well but when I do sleep I sleep and it's my schedule's gotten even crazier as of late because my son's starting extracurricular stuff and soccer is going on right now and I'm just like yeah we're gonna sleep at some point yeah yeah, I, I hear you on that. It's uh, but it's good to keep busy because then you don't have to think about anything else. You just you just work and work and work. But you work because you enjoy what you're doing. It's not like yeah. it, it's a a job that you're getting paid for and you don't want to be there. You're doing it because you want to do it, and that's yes. the best thing about being an independent author or a, mm-hmm. a entrepreneur, as we are. Yes. And you get your to like be in control of your schedule. So if I like want to take a nap, I can go take a nap and it's all good. It's all good. So let's talk about your books. I mean, you're saying short stories, novellas, novelettas, and novels. So mm-hmm. how did it start for you? What was the first thing you ever had published and how old were you? Because you look really so, young. I, I am. I'm 30. I'll be 31 this year. And I am feeling the like the stuff. Thank you. I'll take. I would say twenty four, twenty five. I wish because my body would feel a lot better. I was not nice to my body growing up. I was in a lot of extracurriculars myself, and my joints hate me now. But my my first book I actually published was Releasing Her Power Within, and I'm actually staring at it. It's above me. (laughs) I'll show you guys. Maybe it will let me. There we go. Oh yeah, it's the first book. And it's gone through a different couple of different covers. Um, they always do. Covers are constantly changing <laughs> and I've grown and learned a lot. Um, it's not the first book I've written, but it's the first book I've published. So I've kind of always, I've always enjoyed reading. Um, avid reader, always had my nose stuck in a book when I wasn't doing something for school growing up. Kind of had my own personal library. And I would dabble in writing stories and create creating stories in my head but I never completed like a full manuscript but while I was pregnant I had all these crazy dreams 
and life was changing. And then post-pregnancy, I had a lot of postpartum and had to kind of find myself again as a new mom mm-hmm. and find my way in life because everything's different. I mean, we all go yeah. through that really hard time where we have to adjust. There's another mouth to feed in the house. There's another adjustment in the schedule. It's sleeping is adjustment. like, yeah. yes. And sleeping's almost non-existent, non-existent, but I have these ideas. And so I started writing them down and I queried a little bit, trying to do the traditional route without hiring a, um, what are they called? Can't think of it at the moment. This is how I didn't do it long. Cause I was just like, I cannot sit around and wait a whole year for somebody to be like, Hey, yeah, we'll take your manuscript. Cause I was yeah. to transition to a stay at home mom and it was going to be easier. It has been easier on us overall, but yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? I wrote another story from the time I quit working to a couple months later, like maybe six or seven months later. And it's like, you know what? We're just going to go for it. We're going to see how this goes. It was the start of the pandemic. People were looking for things to read. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's just go with it and see how it goes. I've learned a lot since then, not to rush it, uh, but it's since then, it's just so- kind of taken me away. You're saying your novel was the first thing you ever had published. You never had a short story or an article. Not or before that, no. Just straight away well, a I novel. Mean, I've done book reviews, like all kinds of book reviews. Um, I guess that kind of counts as publishing something. It I don't know. does if it's been in a e-zine or a newsletter or, I mean, a website. Yes. Did I've you get paid for it? Those. I did not get paid for it. I have not been okay. paid to do book reviews. Um, but... I would love to be paid for book reviews. <laughs> that would be awesome. That um, was, but yeah, uh, I've done a lot of those. Then. Like going, a lot of published book reviews. 20, 28 years was when I first got published. And my first publication that I got paid for was mm. a film review in a magazine Ooh. for um, the film Constantine. You remember with the Colonel Reeves? Yes, the demons. yeah, it's, it's oh, a such a cool film. Like, so, so I did a review of that, and I got ten dollars, and it's still framed, still framed no. above in my office. Never that cashed is it awesome. in. That they is said, very why awesome. You, why didn't you photocopy it and then cash it in? I thought, well, it's not the same, is it? I wanted the original yeah. there. <laughs> it is. It's more sentimental that way. Like you well, got that right. reminder. The start so, of all the awards. <laughs> the. I mean, you were writing short stories, but you never had anything published and you went straight to a novel. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, everyone makes mistakes with their first novel, and I know you're going to own up to it as well. Oh, yeah. Did you did you have, did you pay for an editor? Did you pay for a formatter? Did you have a professional oh, cover for your first one? I did not, which was my big learning experience. I did Because I was trying... Yeah, I, I was trying don't to worry. save as much money at the time, and I went mm-hmm. back, and I want to say, when did I go back? In the second book, I started using an editor, and it's mm-hmm. changed up a lot of my writing. Like, my writing has significantly you improved. You learn from so, your editor. Yes, you learn how to write. I've, I've had um, 14 books now, and I've had the same editor ooh, for about seven or eight of them, and I've learned so much from her. It's not like I couldn't write. My first book was fine. Yeah, yeah it probably needed a bit of a polish or whatever when it, mm-hmm. when it first went out. But um, I, I've learned so much. I mean, one of my one of my evils is uh, show don't tell, and mm-hmm. she still catches me on that. And I, I'm getting better, but I'm a storyteller. I can't help it. Yes. And it, I've always like those get me. And then I try to use really ingest a lot in my books. And I'm like, I don't even talk like this. What is this? <laughs> so- it's, I found it really easy to, when you're doing first person, to actually put yourself in the character's shoes and be the character and go through what they go through. Mm-hmm. Um, third person, I find I'm. I don't feel as connected to the character when I write in third. So what do you prefer writing in? I actually prefer uh, first person. A lot of the stuff I've written has been first person. Some Mm. of the short stories, I do third person just because they're 
you're so telling the much story. shorter. Yeah. It's it's a little bit easier, but my longer stuff, like the one in the background, that's all coming from one person's point of view, and it's in first person. Um, Ember is telling the story of what's going on, and it just so I'm more connected with it that puff. way. It's deep puff. Mm-hmm. I did um, a um, fantasy, as you know, um, illusional reality, which is a duology, and. I had the first book out published independently and then the second one was ready to come out and I got a publishing contract, which I was really happy with. And then she went, I want you to write the books in deep pov. That's okay. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. It means it's a first person, but it's deep pov. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, but I said, what happens if she's not in the scene? Whose point of view are you are you using then? She says, well, you jo- you jump to somebody else's if she's not in the scene. But as soon as she comes back in the scene, you have to go back to her. I said, isn't that strange? No, and nobody, not one reviewer mentioned about head hopping like you do in a normal book. You know, yes. you do too much head hopping. But when I took the contract and she went, oh, no, we're going to do both books in deep pov. And I was like, that's like a total rewrite. Um, but oh, it made the book. It, it did. It made it made the the duology as it is for doing that, for changing that. Um, what does your editor shout at you about? What are the red lines on your manuscript more than anything? Um. I find myself, I don't know why I do this. Maybe it's like time of day, the function of my brain when I'm like half asleep and stuff. I don't know, because like I run off a lot of caffeine. Um, I end up going back and forth between like present and past tense. I don't know why I do that, but it even like going back through edits, like before I send it to her, I, I somehow miss it. And it's so weird. She's like, why are you doing this? You do this every time in the same spot. I'm like, sorry yeah (laughs) it's so hard to get out of a habit you used to doing it's like um they say that I went on this little course where it tells you the fundamentals of editing so it tells Mm -hmm. you how to edit your manuscript before you give it to an editor I thought well what are you paying an editor for and you spending all that time editing your manuscript and then paying a fortune for an editor but I learned about the ly the ly words the words that you need to get away from, um, like um, stuff, simple stuff that we write all the time without realizing, uh, bending our knees, nodding our head. Well, of course you're nodding your head. So it's just nodding. And it's like, it's, you read it in all the books, all the books do it, but it's now installed in me that every time I type it out, it's like, no, get that rid of that head, you know? Yeah, you, bend, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's something so simple and yet it makes such a difference in the book. And, and then going through the L, if you've got a manuscript of like 60,000 words and you're now finding all the L-Y words to see if you really need to use them, see if you can change it to another word, a different sentence to make it. But it, I feel like it does make the writing tighter when you do get rid of them. But it, again, it's just more work for us. But yes. uh, what what can you do? What can you do? I did a a um, personal video on Instagram and my uh, fan page the other uh, two days ago, I think, mm-hmm. about what goes into writing a book. It's not about just spending those hours pouring our self and our our hearts and our struggles and 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 uh, getting into that character's uh, persona and going through everything they go through and just waking up at night when they're shouting at you and telling you you went wrong and you've got to go and or another character introduces itself to you you've got to put me in your book so it's all that and it's all the time and and then it's all the editing and you by the time you've done all the editing you never want to read your book again yeah but it's, it's not just, it's the cost. It's the cost. People mm-hmm. don't realize how much it costs for a cover, 
for for a professional cover for a professional formatter for a professional editor it's so costly so you've oh, got yeah. the time you've got the money and the other thing that that the readers don't realize is that when we're in the zone we're isolating ourselves and mm -hmm. it falls back on the family because yeah. we have family uh, you know, we have to take care of our family. That's what women and wives and mothers do. But when you're an author, which is, as they say, a lonely business, a lonely to write, it is. Because mm -hmm. when we go in our bubble, everything outside doesn't matter. And we just yep. type. And our fingers, uh, they just move like magic. And, and the writing flows and the writing is gold until you're out of the zone. But yes. if the family suffers because they're off doing something in the other room you've got your office door closed doing your writing and that you know i i wanted readers to understand exactly you know the money the time um the the things that we go through to get this book published and then sell it for stupid prices because oh. because of the the way amazon prices books yeah i'm gonna blame amazon on it and and then to have what's going on now about the pirating and i never i said look i'm not whining there's nothing i can do about it you do it you go ahead and do it I, you know this i can't stop you but i want you all to realize what we authors go through to make that one book for you to read not to steal to buy and read so um yeah so people just they don't realize how much effort we put into our writing I mean, your yeah. first book, how long did it take you to do? All in total, just to get it before I went back and like redid the cover and stuff, it was seven months writing the story. But mm -hmm. when I went back and like fixed the things that needed fixing, that was another four months on it, mm -hmm. I think, because I did, I think two of them at the same time. And then I was trying to write the next book in the series serious at the time I kind of it overwhelmed me and made me very tired um because it was a lot like making trying to get the covers done um and just like fixing up all the stuff in the book that needed fixing and having it formatted correctly and everything and yeah and it was not cheap so it's, <laughs> it's I remember my husband was like it's how much to do all this I'm like yeah um. yeah so it's, it's uh, another thing I said in, in the um, the live that it's very unlikely that we will make any profit from our book. Yeah, it's I have not been super. I've I've sold some and it's getting better. Like the longer, the harder I push, the more I market. We which have is to work up but off yeah. marketing and promotion. Yes. Uh, first of all, you have to learn how to do it. And there oh, is a, yeah. a method to it. Uh, so many people do it wrong and even when you do it right it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get your sales it just means no. that your book's being seen by people yeah. and and they know now who you are but mm -hmm. um but let's go let's go back to the positive let's go back to the positive so you've had yes. your first book published and what did it feel like to hold that copy in your hand for the first time it was weird um <laughs> i was kind of like I did this, like I actually did this, and it was just, I did, there's like no words to describe the emotion. I was in awe and like excited, overwhelmed, and like, holy crap, who, who am I? I really did the thing, and like, it was, it was really, really weird. <laughs> it's, it's the second most amazing experience to motherhood, I think. Yeah. Because it's so. your baby. It is it's a different baby. kind of baby, but it's your baby. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's been... putting it out there in the world. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's out there for people to read. Like, ooh. What was what was? I remember the last two uh, releases I've done. Um, I'm not into reviews. I don't bother going and checking them every five minutes. Only the first one, because to mm -hmm. me, it's that first review. You know whether your book's made it or not. How did you feel? Were you were you anticipating the first review, or did you, as soon as the book was released, your reviews came in straight away? I was not so worried about it, just because like I had been, I was still part of a group that did a bunch of book reviews um, that were not paid reviews, mm. and I mean, I knew it was going to have some just because they were going to read my book, but 
it was just there. I mean, yeah. And since I've been published longer now than I was at that time, I mean, reviews are still like, they're not that huge because especially like on the Amazon, because you have to have, have like to fit all these stipulations to even leave a review. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of like, I don't even know if I want to trust any of those reviews anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, it just, and occasionally you'll come across one that's an authentic review and you're like, yes, that's okay. Like, I know this book's not perfect. So your review, I believe, but like these, I'm like, okay, I know it's not perfect. There's things me, I miss or like my editor will occasionally miss. I'm like, hmm. So. And I've got, I've got like three star reviews because apparently the cover had nothing to do with the with the story well you've seen the cover of illusional reality the not the the audio book but the actual book cover um it has everything to do with the story it's totally split down the middle to Jacinia and uh England uh her as Becky and her as Saya and oh there was one person years ago and she loved the cover and it wasn't until we were discussing it that she realized it was two different people (laughs) she's like Oh my God! Oh, it's wonderful! It's wonderful! Yeah, that was was so good when she she noticed that. Um, so yeah, reviews aren't. I I used to be one of those like, oh, you know, get bad review and you get depressed and you get anxiety and you feel bad about your book and you want to take it off. You know, nobody loves the book. You wasted all that time. I don't bother now, you know, you've got to have thick skin in this business, you know, you've got to understand that there's trolls out there and they're out to get you. And, and, you know, just, just know that and and don't worry too much about the reviews. But I did, I did, um, I looked on Amazon for my new book a few weeks after it came out and it said 27 reviews. And I, I don't know why I went on BookBub. I went on BookBub for some reason, and there was 47 reviews on BookBub. Wow, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm, I'm actually so glad. I'm using them on BookBub than I have Goodreads. Yeah, so. I'm, I, I'm Goodreads is cesspool. Um, that's my <laughs> yes. opinion. Sorry, but <laughs> I'll be honest, I always am. It's, it is it is a, a troll field cesspool. Um, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but book uh, I just didn't expect that and and all my books have got reviews on there but there was more reviews on there than Amazon and I was so happy about that because I can't stand Amazon oh my I, gosh. I think I'm with you on that so because I've actually been trying trying not to buy books from Amazon if I can like can get away with it I know that's one of the biggest platforms for indie authors though so some of the books I've bought they're they're still from there but like if you publish widely, I will most likely go buy your book on a different platform than there. So, oh, if I'd known, I would have sent you to um, audiobooks.com that has the audiobook for like $7. Oh, that's what I need to do. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com. Yes. Um, and um, what I did, um, I've discussed a few times in panels, but just in case you didn't know, with the last two uh, releases I've had, I've mm-hmm. gone through draft to digital for the ebook and not okay. being not selling on Amazon, taking that off the tick, ticking that box off. And then I've gone through. Um, actually, I actually use Ingram Spark for the first time for this one in the background. So right, okay. So I went through Ingram Sparks for the paperback, mm-hmm. but Ingram Sparks uh, does on Amazon. So there was no ebook on Amazon, and mm-hmm. people were saying, "I want, I have a Kindle, I need a Mobi file." I said, "Okay, then." So I'll do that myself. So I went through BookFunnel, then PayHip. Mm-hmm. And on Payhip, I sell both books there, half the price as they are retail, and the money goes straight in my pocket. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, exactly. And the only thing on Amazon is a paperback. And do you know what? I've sold more paperbacks in those two books than I have in the 28 years of my others. Because everyone's going over there to get the e-book. It's not there. So they're buying the paperback. It That's worked a genius idea. It so. worked for me. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, but yeah. if you're with Ingram Sparks anyway, you're halfway there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm definitely going to probably work on transitioning to using them more for like all of my stuff. So yeah. Work in progress. Yeah. 
but it's uh, I'm I'm slowly slowly getting. I mean, I've got a couple of contracts with uh, a hybrid and um, a small press, and they work with Amazon with the ebooks. There's nothing I can do about that. But my yeah. books, they're coming off. Um, the paperbacks can stay there. I don't care because that works. Um, but the ebooks, I will do wide, and I will sell the Mobi file separately for people that have a Kindle. And it worked. So, you know, you've got to try these new things. So yes. I absolutely love the cover of this book behind you. It is you. absolutely amazing. So tell me. I can't me... take any credit for it because I told the artist I had, I did a lot of research into looking for this one. Cause I was like, I want somebody that's got a lot of experience with like darker covers, um, mm -hmm. fantasy, dark urban fantasy, romance kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And I was like, okay. I like here's some ideas for the stuff I want on the image. I didn't know they were going to put both angel wings and the wolf silhouette on there, but it turned out really good. Like he sent it to me and I was just like, holy crap. So, <laughs> was it like the first draft that you saw? It was. So, it I was, was super shocked because I, I didn't expect it to be as, as good as it was when he sent it back to me. And I'm kind of like, okay, I hope they can pull off the same kind of like stuff with the next two covers and yeah i yeah, was I mean, I'm when, when you found your when you found your cover designer that's it when you found them uh, and first draft to 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 blow you away then you know that they're the ones you need yes well let's um and we haven't even talked about your book let's um tell me about the first book what is it about so the book follows ember she goes her entire life thinking she is a wolf shifter um mm. and her parents went into contract and set up an arranged marriage for her when she was a baby to the yeah to the alpha son alpha. Um, because they the pack could sense a strong power in her but here we are she's 19 and her wolf still hasn't surfaced they're pushing mm. her because they're like once your wolf surfaces like you're you and the alpha are going to take over the pack like mm -hmm. or well the future alpha yeah. she's going to be the next luna and stuff but yeah. an attack happens on her childhood best friend's home she's out training with her best friend and secret lover and they come across the house on fire and they try to go in and help and they pull who they thought was the mom out of the fire and her arm she touches this weird flame that's black and it like her body just absorbs it and it's while she's dragging the who she thought was the mom from the fire and she flings her arm trying to figure out where it went and the mom's staring at her on the ground and she transforms into a demon and this kind of <gasps> oh, triggers no. a whole bunch of different things that happen her magic and power surfaces and like all of these demons are now coming out of the woodworks attacking her pack and they're trying to train her and a whole bunch of other wolves which she still hasn't shifted she still doesn't know what she is and she doesn't find out till later in the book um but they're trying to amp up their training and stuff so they go on this mission to alaska to face these type of they're kind of like shifters but they're called the kushtaka and they're ottermen Technically, they turn into otters, so they look like these sweet little innocent, like, I can't do anything to you, and then they turn into this vicious monster, and wow. angels get involved, and there's this huge battle, and her animal finally reveals itself, but then she's taken to hell, because she sacrifices herself to keep the pack safe and the future alpha safe, and then she loses her memory and has to figure out who she is again and finds herself betrothed to another male that's not human and it's just crazy stuff happens and she has to rescue others and balance things in hell and then just like she just wants to get back home and have a normal life so but she's she's but, not normal no um, she's not and she finds I, love along the way and it just kind of it's steamy so oh good oh good yes bring that on yes, um yes. but when when the pack who were with her when the house was burning um the people that were with her, the wolves that were with her, um, did they see the mother turn into a demon? Did they see the black stuff go into her? So the 
the wolf that was with her that was training her, they were both in human form, but he had to shift to go howl and transfer the message um, to the other pack members. And she had pulled her out while he was doing that. So the flames, it was missed, but he was there. He saw what she transformed into because he saved her. He tackled the beast and then her vampire friend appears and drags her out of it while the pack swoops in. So, and it kind of explains who the vampire is in the book, but it's totally not Twilight vampires. So no, 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 no. <laughs> not a Twilight sparkly vampire. The other question I have, though, is that if even one of the wolves know that she's got some sort of demon soul inside her now, how would they still trust her? Wouldn't they be very wary about her and about her powers? They can't sense it. So it's buried so deep inside of her that the wolves around her can't sense it. But the ones closest to her that have been her best friends and her lover, kind of the people that have loved her, they sense it, sense of change. And Corey is the best friend, her first lover in the story. And he's like, why did you keep this from me? Like, why didn't you tell me something happened? Like, what is going on with you? Why? You never keep secrets from me. And so there's a little bit of like back and forth trust issues there between her mm -hmm. and her friends for a little bit but it all makes sense later on because he gets pulled into it basically basically because he's like I'm not gonna leave you alone you're gonna keep me informed on this stuff like uh-uh <laughs> so, don't care that you're betrothed to an alpha you're my you're my lady you're my yeah wolf. pretty much and mm -hmm. it's funny because he's actually best friends with the alpha's son Ooh. and but the alpha's son's also been sleeping around with another with someone else some person I, too so it's kind of like neither one of them want to be in the contract like they absolutely hate it they want to find a way out of it and it's right but, when the alpha's son starts accepting things as is and that he's going to be tied to her everything but, yeah but they're not they're not soulmates they're not there is mm -hmm. uh, an alpha and a luna that are supposed to be together you yes. can't do a oh uh, well we're gonna have you two get married because your mate is out there yeah you should be waiting for your mate and that's one of her argument points in the story is what if you find your real mate like what are you gonna do are you going to let me out of this contract? He's like, well, you might actually be my true mate. We don't know. We won't know until your wolf surfaces because um, in their pack, their animal yeah. has to surface before they can discover if yeah. they're mates or not. And yeah. She should be talking happen. to her by now. She should have been talking to her by now. I've yeah. read too many Wattpad stories. I, I have read no. <laughs> so many Wattpad um, alphas and wolves and shifters and I think that's the next thing I'm going to write because I'm just Dude, it's so, so addicted to I them. I am so drawn to shifters. That's because I have a different, I have a shifter, I think, in every book I've written so far. Wow. Because my first series is the Fae Shifters. And it's a mix of different types of shifters and Fae. Because there's different worlds and realms and they all were mixed at one point in time because all of the realms were open, but they were closed. And it, like there's enemies from current times and then another that comes back from the beginning of time he enters into the picture and it's just crazy and then I have a standalone that's a college shifter mage romance and it's just I am all about the shifters <laughs> <laughs> no yeah so I know exactly all the all the um the law for the uh, wolves and alphas and what goes on from Wattpad books that's amazing books over there wow some and she ends be. up like having a whole different world because she is a creature of hell and it's a whole different ball game because the creature she is is from a mixing of two different types of beings so mm. her mom it mentions this so this is not a spoiler it mentions it in, like the first or second chapter that mom had a one night stand with lucifer the devil so so we That's, know that she's got that already inside her. Yes. And then yeah. with the demon soul as well, or the demon spirit as well. Is, is she like my character? Is she fighting it? Does she know what's going on? She has no idea. She's terrified. She's trying to take it in stride, but she is freaking out. Um, things are happening. And Corey's like, oh, let's try this. Like, cause he's using like things he's read in books, fantasy books, to try to help her with her stuff. What a, what and they're idiot. just like no, trying to do it in secret. You don't play like, around how with are we black magic? This? Yeah. I know. And it's like, 
because she ends up getting a fire magic and like it's very destructive at first yes i'm sure it is. and it's tied to her emotions <laughs> so they, a lot of stuff happens and it gets worse when she goes to alaska and mm. it explains why which is a spoiler but i'm yeah so i'm not don't, i can't say too much there. That. but it does and she she i feel like i made it where she handles it pretty well but it's also still like how are we going to keep hiding all of this stuff that's happening to me from everybody like there's going to be a breaking point and there she is. doesn't i mean my character as you know she doesn't it's not until the second book that you find out all the answers and she finds out who she really is um but she knows something's going on but she doesn't have any control over it because she blacks out when the evil yes. part comes out um Ooh. But there's always someone in the book who sees it or who knows what's going on and can help her or wants to help her. Every book has that um, um, hero, anti-hero, I think mm -hmm. you'd call him. Um, but uh, yeah, so so she doesn't, in my book, she doesn't know anything until the second book. So your second book is called Black Flames, yeah? Uh, the Blue Flames is the second book for this Oh. Right. So this is our first book here. Blue Flames is going to be the second book, and I actually came up with a title for the third book, so I can make that. Since we're we're hanging out, we're going to post this. The third book is going to be called Living Flames, and I'm hopefully going to go with another color book. there, Maddie. I am. I am. I am. So <laughs> it's kind of colory because I was thinking, I was like, I can't think of another color for like the storyline, but so Black, much is going to happen. Red, and then red for blood. Oh no. That would be me, red for blood. That could be because that does tie into it. But I think Living Flames, because there's so many changes that are happening in the series um, itself. And so much has happened at the end of book two. Going into book three, there's a lot of chaos and a lot of fighting. And like, it's going to be intense. Have you left but your readers on a cliffhanger of book one? A little bit. A what little bit. Not a huge. I. So there is going to be a little bit of a cliffhanger, not a huge, huge, I say they're not huge. Some of the readers may think they're huge, but um, I, I think it's a little cliffhanger. It's, I wouldn't call it big. See, I, the end of um, the first book, I'm not going to tell you, but um, some- yeah, I am some, almost there, so please don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. Some, some people, some readers have said, oh, it's a cliffhanger now, we've got to wait for the second book, but it's not a cliffhanger. It is a straight ending. That's it, finished. It could, you could, you could have a book two, but it's not one of those where you have to have a book two. Yeah. Um, so so not a cliffhanger so i they only had to wait two years for the second book so i think you know <laughs> it's only because my publisher made me rewrite it <laughs> oh yeah so um have you got uh idea for the cover for book three i do um and i've got to reach out because i've got i've been working on the stuff for uh, to send for the second cover but since I've already got the title and everything it just kind of hit me this morning literally um, wow. <laughs> I've had a crazy day and I was like because I was sitting I was working on the outline as a distraction from uh, the writing I was doing it was between stuff I was like I'm just gonna write this out and see where this goes and I was like okay okay like where this is going so now I'm like okay I can just do the ebook covers and come back and do the rest of the paperback stuff after I finish writing it so yes that's that's awesome it's, it's, what what i mean do you with are you a plotter are you a pantser do you have the um the title of your book before you start writing it i mean how does it all work with you not usually i don't have the title which i was really excited that i had the title this quickly because like blue flames didn't hit me until like later in the book as i was writing it um i'm more of like a half and half i've become a little bit more of a planner as I've moved along versus when I started just because keeping up with all the characters and like when they're going to be plugged in or where they're going to reappear again. Um, I'm kind of keeping that on a line and with this with this trilogy that I'm working on with Ember and Black Flames and everything I did a rough outline at the start. And I just do like main point kind of things and let the, uh, yeah. the characters feel the basic planner yeah. So it's the trilogy, yeah. definitely. No more after that of this series. Yes. And I, I may have spin-off 
characters. I was going to say, I was going to say, how are you going to say goodbye to your characters after three books? It's it's hard because there's one character I've already, like I came across because I've been browsing. I've got other project ideas that I'm kind of working on the side. And I came across a pre-made cover that has an angel on it and like she's vicious looking and everything. I'm like, oh my gosh, this would fit this person so well. And I'm like, Okay, has she been bugging you? Right has, she, has she been keeping you awake and saying you've got to write a, a book bit. about me now that you've found the cover? You've got an excuse. She's a huge part in book one, but book two, her daughter's a huge part. And in the third book, they're both going to be a big part um, or a bigger part than what they are to Ember. And I'm just like, do they you need their own book? Put a pin in it. No. I do know. They need their own book if they might they're... happen. Yeah. So I know what it's like when you're working on something, a series, and you're trying to get it finished, but then you've got the characters of another series just keep on bugging you, and you're like, just sit there and wait your turn. You know, I'm busy now. I can't cope with you as well. Because you know that that next one that you're going to work on, you 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 started getting the passion for it, you started getting excited for it, and you want to start work on it, but of course you can't until your trilogy is done. It's, I've worked on two books at the same time. It can be done. It's just it can, yeah. It's it's giving the time to which book is more important. <laughs> yeah, it's it can be challenging, but like it's if that's kind of where I think the plan, little the little bit of planning I, I'm doing kind of helps a little bit because it helps keep my thoughts focused because I'm like okay if I get tired of like working on one book I can just switch gears and like let this other story flow and it kind of helps my creativity balance out a little bit and keeps me like going so I don't hit a wall um because it was your first published book and you're you say you're 30 now how old were you when you published it 28, I think I was 28. Hold on, 28 and so two years. Two years ago, because, yeah, in 2020. So, well, I may not have been 28 yet. I was fixing to turn 28. Well, no, I was 28. Yeah, because I, yeah, I was, six, yeah, because I was fixing to turn 29. I had to think that through. It's such a weird. 29. <laughs> what well, one book a year yet. about? About a book a year so far? Well, I actually, so this is Black Flames was six, six books. So, Six book I've had. I went on a like huge writing spree. It's yeah. Um, but <laughs> and I'm in between blue flames in between is gonna be my series. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't sleep a lot. So <laughs> that's what I found myself doing is staying up late at night, especially like the first couple books I wrote. I did those like boom, boom, boom. And it's just like holy crap, how did I do this? So but they aren't as thick as like black flames and blue flames is actually a little bit thicker, like they're the first ones are more like novellas and novellas, these are yeah. like actual like novel length. So yeah. I'm like, um, they're taking it's a like bit longer. When it's you okay, start though. a story, uh, you haven't plotted out a series, but when you start writing, you have no idea how long that book is going to be. It could be a flash yeah. fiction. It could mm-hmm. be a short story, novella, a novel. You just have to write it out and see where it ends, if it ends. Yeah. We don't know as writers. We, we just have to let it live and see how long how long it goes on for. Because True. It, it, I, I call it magic and I, I'll always refer to it as magic. When you, you write a story and you start typing and you, uh, you've started your first scene and, and then you go on to your second scene and then you're introducing your characters and then all of a sudden it just, it just takes over and and mm-hmm. everything just comes out and you you're typing away you're not even looking at your your screen and then you look at your screen you're like whoa did i do that yeah Have you ever i had zone that out like i completely zone out <laughs> and i'm in the like i'm in the world in the it's, zone yeah i'm typing in the world yeah it's just happening like i'm seeing it almost like yeah. when i read but it's this is my story but and i'm just yeah and i like something will pull me out of it i'm like Oh, okay. Like here I am. We're okay. <laughs> that is that is what all I don't say all writers because those those writers that write a one book and and are happy with that and go off. But then there's writers like us that have to write. We have to write, and we go through the zone and we go through um, those stages um, of uh, writing 
a load of crap because we forced ourselves to write. Never, never force yourself to write. Don't give yourself, oh, I'll write 22,000 words today. You write when you're ready to write because then the gold comes out. That is true. I've found that very, very true. Because if I try to push myself, I'm like, nope, let's go read a book. <laughs> so, <laughs> another, another mistake that I make, and I'm doing that at the moment with the book I'm writing now, is I only have the weekends to write because I'm working 10 hours a day with author assist during the week. Mm-hmm. And by the time I, if I don't get some writing done that weekend and I get some the next weekend, I have to read a couple of chapters back. And that's yeah. taking the time when I should be typing up and writing, having to read what I've already done because it's been so long since I picked up the manuscript, I can't remember where I am. Yeah. So um, we've got time to talk about your other side of uh, Madeline Dale. And that is uh, the goddess of Madeline Dale. So what's the chapter goddess all about? And how long has it been going for? Why did you start it? So the chapter goddess is the name I picked for my website. I knew when I picked it that I was going to be kind of broadening my ideas and range for what I was working on. I have another pen name that I kind of, I've only written like maybe a few things under. It's Aaron Thorne. It's my more erotica, very like, very, very steamy stuff. Uh, what uh, was that um, name, please, darling? <laughs> Give me that Aaron name again. Thorne. And I think I've only got one story that I actually went ahead and published there. Um, Cause a lot of my ideas, I'm like, oh, this is going to take more time. Like this is, I think I'm going to put this over here. And, but I focus mainly on my Madeline Dale stuff. Um, but the chapter goddess, I also have a blog on it where, like I mentioned earlier, I do book reviews and author spotlights and just kind of like write up about mom life in general and balancing it with being an author or just anything mom related and author related, like life. It's also got, um, links to all of my social media because I'm like everywhere (laughs) in my newsletter, which honestly my newsletter is the best way to keep up with what's going on with me. Um, that goes out a couple times a week, uh, three times a week. So yeah, I, this way I can kind of, my readers, they're more like aware of what's going on in my life. They can talk to me, respond to me easier. And like, I don't have to depend on them. Like filling up my message box or anything because like today I've been a little overwhelmed with my Facebook messenger I'm doing Mm. I've got takeovers going on in my readers group on Facebook and I'm also doing a takeover like participation and everybody's chatting away and I'm just like but I also (laughs) have been sharing the interviews I do because I interview authors um for my YouTube channel which has kind of led me to uh Joe and go indie now and stuff so that's all going on my website too it's kind of basically like the platform for all of my work my creative work in one spot so I don't think I've ever promoted my website mm-hmm. and I blog on there all the time and it has uh, all the reviews because you know Amazon's been pinching everybody's reviews every review yes. I get from Amazon goes straight on my website Uh, so they're always going to be there yeah that's awesome yeah and with 14 books that's a lot of pages (laughs) it is yeah that is a lot um but uh yeah no I don't think I've ever promoted my website I really must I don't have time you know I'm promoting everybody else's all their stuff you know and I do a lot of scheduling um for stuff and it helps a lot um Mm -hmm. I use later uh, to help schedule my posts, mm-hmm. but anytime I'm sharing my books or anything, I send them to my website because majority of them are published widely. And I'm like, here, just pick your favorite retailer. Like if you would rather order bar- from Barnes and Noble versus Amazon, like here you go, or Kobo or Google or like, yeah, always stuff. give so, your audience a choice. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. And it's yeah. all there instead of having to go and try to hunt it down. So yeah that's good so madeline what's i mean you you're coming up to the well i don't know if you how how far you're into your last book but you're coming up to the end of an era the Mm -hmm. end of the trilogy that's been going a few years uh you have something already waiting to work on are we staying in the shifter genre 
actually no it's actually taking a turn so and that kind of made me pause for a second there because I was like wait because one of the things I'm working on is more of like a life lessons kind of thing um and I've I've shared the cover in my newsletter because it's one of those newsletter exclusive things that I'm doing. Um, But it's going to be a fictional character sharing life lessons, things like I've experienced in life that have been a almost like a growing up moment. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be in different time periods. Yeah, kind of a coming of age. Like, and then I've got a lot of it of lessons I've learned as a new mom is what I've got down right now. But there's going to be like college years, younger years. And this is very different for you than most of life. Wow. But it's been very like therapeutic. (gasps) Tell me about um, it. As I'm writing it. And it's like, especially with the mom stuff, because I've learned a crap ton as a new mom. And like Mm -hmm. being away from my family, it's been a very huge challenge that I didn't ever foresee having to face because I don't have like that support um, that I always thought I would have. But I've also got a project that's kind of like simmering in the back and I've got characters, I'm building the characters for it right now and it's about a genie, so. Oh, yeah. That, that would be exciting. I know what you mean yeah. about uh, therapeutic. You always put a bit of yourself in all of your books, all of your books. But when you are really writing about your own experiences, um, it, you, I mean, the, the good and the bad, you can get to a dark place. Uh, it's horrible having yeah. to go back and visit it and write about it. Mm-hmm. But once you do, it's like, it's like a breath of fresh air it's like yes. the weight's off your shoulder exactly. and you hope and that it's a good sensation it's like, a good. wonderful sensation and the thing is that you're because you're writing about that someone else there is going to relate to that someone has gone through what you've gone through someone is going to be able to relate to you and that's the best thing about writing uh something personal um uh, and putting ourselves in our books is that it can help someone else. Yeah. And that's, that's what I, my hope is for this work. So, cause I've read a couple of things lately that I've been relating to. And when I finished last night that I didn't intend to finish was like mom secrets or something that I came across at target. It's a target book club book. And it was, it was hilarious, but they were talking about like things as a mom that they've had, they've learned or that they've had challenging and stuff. And I'm like, this is me. me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, you're amazing. Everything you do, uh, what you're doing and and being, like I said, a full-time mom, I've I've been there, done all that. And, and so I, I know the struggles. Um, I just wish you all the best in all your projects. Um, I hope everything goes well with the new release and uh, let me know, send me a media pack and I'll uh, blog it as well and do what I can for you on that. And uh, thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast.